The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. To hear if any of you were surprised by some of the things that came up in, the, in that discussion. Anything that seemed unusual or surprising or different to um, exploring the benefits that come from giving. <clears throat> you can pass the mic here. I'm not, I'm not sure that this is a surprise, but a question came up for me, and that is how we are defining generosity. If you are, um, give something generously to somebody else but under duress because you feel like it's the right thing or the honorable thing to do, but it do, it's not that kind of lighthearted, easy giving, but it's the proper right thing to do. And, I, and the example I used was certain things that I did for my parents when they were aging. Yeah, yeah I think, I think there's, there's a distinction to be made between giving and generosity. I think that uh, if it's obligatory giving, it's not generous. Generosity is giving in situations where it's not expected or in ways that are not expected or, or beyond what's expected. There's kind of a, in, there's a, it's, a um, it's a quality of heart that is generous, that wants to do something, that is inspired, that it's a gift uh, you know, from within us. And if it's a gift which is an oblig- obligation or required, is, is a gift, still a gift, but is not being done with, motivated by generosity. It's being motivated by fear or requirement or obligation. That's my thought. So straight back. You can pass the mic. <clears throat> into the conversation I noticed how it connects everything to everything so I was talking about just something as simple as letting somebody in traffic in front of you or out of the parking lot when you're in a line of cars which means I have a car which means I can get from place to place which means I have somewhere to go which means I'm out in the world and doing things and just general abundance that's connected to a single act so in, do, in do, doing something generous, in reflecting on all the conditions, cause and effect that comes into place for that, you realize there's a whole web of things to be generous for that are there as well. Yeah. That allow you to meet that situation. Beautiful, thank you. Here in the front. <clears throat> um, I'm not sure if I agree with what you said about generosity being uh, versus giving. Um, and I'm just exploring that. that it I, feels to I me... Give, I give money regularly to the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, pay, I pay sales tax. And if I think about it, then I say, yeah, I want that to go that way. If I think about it, then, I say, yeah, you know, I, I, I want to have these firefighters and I want to have the police and I would, it's all schools and I would like to do that. And I, but it takes a little bit to kind of feel the generosity because, you know, it's just kind of automatic and, you know, it's required and it's obligatory. And it's but I think there are times when I have certainly given when it is very difficult for me to give. And I've come to feel that 
In fact, that requires more generosity than when it's, it feels good and you I, want uh, to. So if I may, I agree with you. But uh, in the situation where it was difficult to give, where you had to stretch yourself and all that, at the heart of it, or the, the, what, what motivated you to do that extra effort? What was the motivation? Was it because someone required you, someone standing over you with a requirement that you have to do this or else? Or did, what was the motivation inside at the heart? I guess it was generosity. Yeah, so generosity is not always easy, but it comes from some source inside of us that where there's a desire or a wish for be of service or to give or be generous. And I don't have exactly have the words for it. Does that make sense? So following up on that, though, um, that um, our motivations, like this is the right thing to do, this, I'm the person who does the right thing, um, I don't want to feel guilty in the future, I want to feel like I've been a dutiful daughter and taking care of my responsibilities to my parents. That's not, doesn't have that same light <laughs> hearted <laughs> feeling to me. <laughs> no buzz there, right. It, it, was, it, it, it sounds like duty. Well, uh, it is duty, so... Yeah, so there's, there's a difference between duty and, and generosity. However, what I also think it's helpful to recognize is that often we have mixed motivations. It's not, you know, just one or the other. There can be, you know, a big percentage of existence of duty and obligation. It can be fear. We give out of fear. But there might be part of it which is actually a genuine kind of wanting to do something good for someone and support them. And, and so, it's, you know, we want to be careful not to have fall into the idea that that we only identify one aspect of the motivation when there might be mixed motivations. And also, in, in that regard, I think it's unfortunate if, say that, say that, uh, you know, 80% of the motivation is selfish to give, but 20% of it is beautiful and generous. It's a pity to sacrifice the 20 because you are trying to avoid the 80 that's selfish. I mean, beauty is beauty. You know, good, good is good. I mean, unless you're causing damage or causing harm by the 80% of the selfish, but then you should avoid it. But, but the, the principle I'm trying to give here is that just the fact that you can identify something that's selfish in a mixed motivation situation uh, doesn't mean that you have to avoid doing it if, it has a, if, if, there's, if there's, a, there's a good percentage of benefit in the other ways. Does that make sense, what I said? Does that make sense? You're, you're thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, the benefit is to feel like you've done the right thing. One of the benefits. Well, there is a benefit for du- from duty, too. I pay my taxes, and I thought, oh, that was a good, I did the right thing. <laughs> so, in the back. Uh, one of the things that kind of surprised me was um, generosity often... Uh, could be inspired for, uh, from a feeling to demonstrate power or strength, that I was in a position where I am stronger than the person receiving or more powerful or of higher status, and the generosity is an act of demonstrating of that. It seemed to be um, sort of a negative aspect. Uh, yes. I, feel, I feel guilty about that. So there are, benefit, there are negative benefits from it. So for example, as asserting power, uh, establishing status, establishing yourself as better than someone or more powerful than those things are there as well. Thank you. 
Um, and maybe there's a sutta I'm thinking of, maybe you know which one it is, and it's reminding me in this conversation, is sometimes doing something that's uncomfortable now, the Buddha talk, the benefit is for later. So, and he was talking like in a lot of things, relationship, I think I do something that's easy now, well, it may actually not be beneficial later. And, and I think there is the things, as you're saying, for family, and a number of times it feels difficult and it doesn't feel beneficial, but the payoff is actually down the road. And, and there's a sutta, he talks about that. I don't know if that rings a bell. Probably, yeah. So, so the benefits are immediate. There's instant karma, instant, instant results. And then there's also that, which, uh, that the benefits that come back many years later. Um, there's a beautiful story that, uh, I, think, I think it's beautiful, that James Perez tells of sitting the three-month retreat at IMS and uh, someone left him a slice of cheesecake during the retreat. And uh, he loves cheesecakes, like his favorite cake. And so <coughs> here he was, you know, a couple of months into the retreat, silence. You're a little bit deprived in the re- if, you know, in those, these retreats. I mean, it's not like you can have ice cream every day. And, you know, it's kind of unusual to get dessert that way. So, so here he had his cheesecake. And so he could have just eaten it and enjoyed the pleasure of eating it. But uh, he decided to um, cut it up into small little pieces and put it on all these little plates and then leave them out in the dining room for people who came in. And then he sat back in the corner of the dining room and watched people come in and watched their delight and joy as they took their, their little piece of cheesecake that he'd, and eat it. And have, and the resu- but the result of that act of generosity on his part was he felt a certain degree of joy or happiness for years afterwards. Whereas if he just had taken the pleasure of the one piece of, one cake, a slice of, of cheesecake, that pleasure was fleeting, you know, it would have lasted for a few seconds and then it's gone forever. But the memory of having done that generous act of giving other people that pleasure, that lasted a long time. So the benefits that are short-term, the benefits that are long-term are interesting to look at. In the back there, if you can pass. I was thinking if there's a level of generosity and I came to conclusion there really isn't. A a level? A level of generosity like material or of the heart. Uh And I think basically it's all of the heart. (laughs) Issue of the heart. So this idea I said earlier of being connected to empathy. So someone else, anybody else, anybody surprised by anything that came up? Anything that seemed new for you, listening to the others or as you reflected? Right behind you, Gail, the other side. What came up in me, uh, well into it and sort of just bubbled up, felt true um, is uh, that when when I'm generous um, I, I uh, somehow am a, sometimes given a glimpse of how it's uh, it, it's not me it's generosity it's it's our true nature um, I mean it's that feeling anyway that that this is this is something beyond just the me, and, and it's a real connection. 
an inner connection. So it's not a self-conscious act, but almost when self-consciousness kind of uh, relaxes, yeah. it, it can come yeah. out of a different uh, source within us. Yeah, it's almost like, it feels like dipping into a pool mm-hmm. yes. uh, that feels very refreshing mm-hmm. and beautiful. And sometimes uh, the act of generosity can be the trigger for that pool, for, for discovering something that's less self-conscious or self-preoccupied. Yes. We were talking in our group about uh, judgment, not judgment, and wisdom. And I, we didn't come up with a, a solution there. You know, uh, generosity with judgment is still generosity without judgment. But then there's this wise giving that seems to be, and then all of a sudden it hit me, that one actually is more of a heart-mind type thing. When, when you can just do it really without thinking about it, and then let that go too. Beautiful. Yes, one more. Um, I'm finding myself right now feeling, uh, responding to the, talking about giving as a kind of duty and thinking about the caring for parents. And I think about in my family where both parents have needed care of different types and there are many siblings. Some siblings have stepped forward and felt a sense of commitment to support in one way or another, whether physical or financial. And other siblings, when their heart moves them and they feel very generous, will fly in from out of state for a week or something. And and when I heard that definition of giving and generosity, separating the two when one is more out of duty and the other's a true sense of generosity, I felt it I felt that it somewhat diminished what was being given by people who take on a commitment to continuing care for somebody. Oh, uh, you really? I don't... Y- so somehow, I don't know. It, it, I mean, the, the idea, if, if a commitment is made, then it leaves the realm of generosity? That's, uh, maybe I misheard that, but there, there was a comment about something is generous if it's not done out of a sense of duty, but if it's done freely and... Well, I think I think that if, yeah, I think it's an interesting distinction. I think that if um, it can be a very generous thing to have a commitment, you know, to realize I'm going to help this person and requires sticking in there, and when it's difficult, even I'll stay in there. Um, but it's one thing to be self-motivated. I think I think generosity has a kind of a self-motivated quality, even though there might not be much self there. But but it's like it comes from you outwards, as opposed to some external authority, whether it's a person or an ideal, that says, thou shalt, you have to do this. And, and out of fear, out of some only sense of obligation, one follows through. Um, and so, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a different thing, I think, if someone is the primary caregiver of aging people, for example, and they're the ones living in that town, and they're, they're going day after day after day, the ones left with that responsibility, and someone else comes in once every six months, and they fly in and buy flowers and meals and do all this stuff. It's a wonderful, and they feel so generous and happy. And 
and there's a fair amount of delusion operating as well about, you know, who's really, who's really following through on the responsibility. There are responsibilities in life. Having responsibility and duties is not a bad thing. They're inherent to the being a human being, I think, as well. But, uh, but, there, but if we're only doing things out of duty and responsibility, um, it might, we might be shortchanging ourselves from a, a generous spirit, from a kind of goodwill and a sense of abundance, the, you know, the lightness that could be there. And I know in my situation, there are times when I've been generous, but it's just, you know, this is like, you know, this has been going on for a long time. You know, you know this is enough now already. <laughs> and so I've had to do a lot of inner work looking at my motivation, my re- relationship to it, why I start feeling burdened by it. Um, and try to clarify it so that I can come from a light place so I don't get weighed down more and more. And if it has to do with other people in the picture and there's resentment for them or they're not seeing it the same way, that requires more work to explore and develop and, and look into. But um, there are some people who give only because it's required. You know, like your parent tells you, you know, you have to send a thank you card to your, peop- you know, to your classmates who gave you a gift. And, you know, so they're there, they hate doing it, and they're writing it out, you know, and, you know, and they send this, thank you, you know. <laughs> you know, there's absolutely no generosity in the thank you card. There's no, no thanks, even. <laughs> there's no sense of thanks whatsoever. It's like, you know, get my mother off my back, you know. <laughs> so that's their obligation, then. Is this speaking to what you talked about? I, I think it's something that I still need to reflect a lot on because um, I'd, like to, I'd like to feel more generous in doing things which I do out of an intention I set previously, uh-huh. but at this moment I'm not feeling wholeheartedly yeah. like I want to be doing this particular act. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it's, it's good to be concerned about that. And I think that... Um, uh, Whenever we feel some resentment or held back or some resistance to doing something, that's the time to practice mindfulness and look more deeply. And I found that if I do things um, with any kind of sense of resistance or reluctance, it usually comes back and bites me. So it's really important to kind of find where's the joy in this? You know, can I come back? Now I've lost my joy. What's going on here? This is important information for me. I used to enjoy doing this act of giving, but now I don't. What's happening? What's changed? What, what has to change in me? How do I practice with it? And uh, it's not an easy reflection, but I think it's really important. So I think we want to stop. Uh, uh, some of this can continue during lunch. What? Oh, Hillary wants to make announcements. We have a, a mic up here. won't take it, the opportunity to, just to make the comment about generosity that I wanted to make. But um, we uh, go, for go for it. I think we need to be generous towards ourselves, though. And that's, that's something really important. But that wasn't what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, the toilets or the sewage system are a little uh, strange, and we have so many people here, and so it's not a bad plan if it's yellow, let it stay for the next person, and just don't worry about flushing every time. Um, just a, I have a, this is this recording. <laughs> you can delete this part. <laughs> but, but anyway, because we can, uh, sometimes at the, towards the end of the day, we can have some problems with the, the systems. So. Okay.
So last thing I'll say before taking our lunch break is that um, there is some, and some, among some people, a tendency to think of generosity, in order to be, generosity to be pure, it only concerns the benefit for the other person. And that if you're focused on how it benefits you, then it inherently that just means you're selfish. It, doesn't necessi- it can be, mean that, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that. And that one of the ways of being generous is being generous to yourself and having some care and concern about how this benefits you. How, and that one of the, one of the uh, great benefits the Buddha talked about in terms of benefits of generosity is that it, it adorns the mind. So it makes you beautiful. It makes your mind, not, not just you, but your, it makes your mind beautiful. And the purity of mind that comes from the practice of generosity is a very important part of what supports the deepening of meditation practice, the deepening of the Buddhist path. The Buddhist path is leading to a great, beautiful purity of heart and mind. And so to help do, do those things that helps bring that purity of mind, uh, of heart, um, is a good thing. If it's only about purifying yourself, adorning yourself, beautifying yourself, then it's probably not generous. So then you don't adorn your mind very, then you can't, then you, you know, it's kind of like you can't do it properly. But it's okay to have some concern, some, some sensitivity, some awareness of how you benefit and appreciate that. Um, the appreciation of it maybe let, let something beautiful grow in you. So those are my thoughts. And um, so it's uh, 12.15. Let's start again in here at 1.15. And um, those of people who know how will set up tables. And it's, it's fine to set up some tables outside if you, if you want to eat outside. Take chairs out there if you want. There's chairs in that cupboard just outside the... And uh, so I hope you enjoy your lunchtime. <laughs>